The new Apple Watch Series 9 is available, but is it worth buying? We're talking about what makes the Apple Watch compelling and worth your money in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola with Karen Haslam. Hi. And David Price. Hello. Apple released the Apple Watch Series 9 in September, and David did a full review that you can read on Macworld.com. But for this show, we're taking, I guess, a slightly different tact with how we talk about the new watch. Uh, You see, Karen and I aren't really watch wearers. And as regular listeners know, I am not into wearing watches, even though I have a Series 4 watch. I don't wear it regularly. I guess, Karen, you're in a similar situation? Yeah, I had had Series 3 for a bit which I stopped uh-huh. wearing eventually. And it's interesting because I was thinking perhaps the problem we both have is that we had Apple Watches before it became normal to have always-on watches. So, you know, we're still in that kind of well, old point in Apple Watch. We kind of have yeah. to tap the screen to see what the time is and all of that, <laughs> which is a frustration a lot of people had with the early watches. And maybe if we'd tried some of the more recent watches, we'd be more sold on it. But our awesome. early experience... Being an early adopter is almost like made it so it doesn't, you know, our first impression isn't good. When you say that you're not watch wearers, do you mean you're not smart watch wearers? Or are you literally, because I'm looking on the, on the video, yeah, no watch at all. No watch at all. How, how do you know what Our phones are taken over as our means of telling the time. <laughs> yeah, but you waste valuable seconds taking out of your pocket, don't you? <laughs> With the Apple Watch that we were wearing, maybe briefly in my case, you know, maybe for about, maybe about nine months maybe you, you couldn't tell the time on it without actually like physically picking it up and you might as well have done that with your iphone mm, i know it's what annoys because my husband's got fitness trackers and stuff like that and that is what annoyed him about the apple watch was that it just didn't tell the time when he wanted it to tell the time and even people who do wear watches found that frustrating but my point is that it's not the case anymore is it so maybe yeah. We need to into the next generation of Apple Watches to see that it's not so bad. But that's the thing, it's that first impression that we have had has been it's not as good as a normal watch. <laughs> yeah. There's there is more, but I probably do less with it. This is an odd thing to admit, really, but I probably do less with it than I did with the let me think. The series two, that was my that was my favorite ever the Apple Watch. I loved the series two. Um these days, like so I used to be really I've been thinking about this a lot. I be I used to be really addicted to the the rings and the and the, the activity stuff yes. and all that. And you have street. So I compare it a lot to Duolingo. Duolingo is like a case study for how to do motivational sort of self-improvement type apps. Because they have all these different strands of motivation and they're really smart about the way the streaks work. Like if you if you break a streak, then you still have like streak freezes because it knows that the, the second you break a streak, all motivation is gone. So so Duolingo builds in all these backups and stuff. Apple never did that. So the second like I was obsessed, like I would go around to people's houses for like a dinner party, and then it'd be like, oh, but it's nearly all right. I've got to go outside and start jumping up and down on the right. spot to get my calories and stuff. Yeah, I remember you doing this yeah. with COVID when we were in the office. I remember this being such <laughs> a big thing for you that you literally take a walk around the 
just to yeah. get your steps up. Yeah, we once yeah. had an editorial meeting. I stood up in the middle of it because I was like, I need to stand up this hour. You know, I have to. And it's just, I can't not do it. But as soon as I broke the streak, it was gone. So I don't, I don't care about that aspect of Apple Watch anymore, which is which is a shame, really. In terms of what it actually is useful for, I'm not going to do a very good persuasion job here. It's probably a little bit less than you used to. I still use the, the fitness tracking is very good. I like that. Um, and obviously you can do that on a Fitbit for a lot less money. The sleep tracking is worse than on a Fitbit. So I do still own, I've got out of the habit of it really, but um, I own a Fitbit, which I wear at, well, was wearing at night because it has much better sleep tracking. And then I could charge the Apple Watch at the same time. But Apple still hasn't really got the hang of how to make sleep tracking sophisticated. Like you get, you compare the, the graph you get with the Fitbit and your graph you get with Apple Watch, it's much more sophisticated on the Fitbit. It's all about different types of modes and and it gives you a much better impression of how long you were actually sleeping with the Apple Watch. You'll just go, oh, you were asleep. You went to bed then, you got up then, that's nine hours. I was like, I've not asleep for nine hours, mate. That's wrong. <laughs> I, I think mainly if you're like me and you're terminally online and tied to your iPhone, then having just notifications on your watch is probably the still the single best mm. aspect. Anytime I get I'm- like emails from curated numbers of people and, and messages and stuff. I, I, I can read it on my watch. I don't have to get out a device to look at it. I think that's still quite key, even though that feels very basic. I remember when I did used to use my watch, one of the key features was being able to find my iPhone, like pinging my iPhone from my watch was like... Oh, yeah. It is amazing. That was... So, so my wife um, has switched from... She had an Apple Watch for a bit and she switched to Fitbit. And the single biggest issue she had when she changed over was not having that anymore so now i have to ring her phone to find her phone because she can't do it and so this is this gets us into series nine so the series nine features an update to that feature said Mm. feature a lot there um when you do the thing on the apple series nine it now does um precision finding so it won't just beep the phone it will also tell you how many feet away the phone is so it gives you a better idea it guides you there and then when you get really close, then it changes from a black screen to a green screen. So, it, you know, it's better than it was. Um, yeah. I mean, I love that feature. I think that's so good. But, I mean, not much else has changed, so to I, be honest. Funny, actually, because this weekend I was ha- we were having a discussion with a friend um, who wants to get a, a watch for their kid. And the reason they want to get it is because he's just um, had a fit from epilepsy. So... He was talking about wanting to, yeah, wanting to get something so it would do full detection, and also when he was sleeping, it would detect whether there was any sort of change in heart rate and stuff like that. And obviously, the Apple Watch can do those things. The problem was he's not an, an iPhone user, so it was really like, well, yeah, to get if he was yeah. to get a, a watch, he would have to get an iPhone. So, and I mean, that is obviously rust. That's not a problem because we've got iPhones. David, do you know how? independent a device the a device the apple watch is when you have cellular and a cellular apple watch i don't think it's really independent it's, really that independent. i suppose the answer is it's somewhat independent but you still need an iphone to set it up i mean that just isn't that isn't my experience of it i, I suppose i didn't i didn't push it in that regard because for me it's 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 an accessory it's an extension of my iphone because I, I wrote an article basically um recently saying that is that Apple is the most popular. It is winning. I I think it's indisputably winning the smartwatch battle, seemingly without producing uh, a particularly good product. I mean, 
I think the Apple Watch is good, but it hasn't moved forward. That's the thing. They reached a certain level. They got pretty much they got to the always on display. And since then, they essentially haven't improved it at all. Um, and I think that's because there isn't serious competition. There, there isn't somebody out there that's making them push forward to to stay ahead. I, I, I don't think Samsung, for example, or Google are producing legitimately competitive smartwatches. But m- maybe a reader, maybe a listener will, 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 will correct me on that one. Uh, is it possible that we've just kind of hit the limits of what kind of sensors can be used on the Apple Watch? Because, like, for instance, they keep talking about this blood pressure sensor, and it's just really difficult to create an optical blood sensor or blood pressure sensor. You mean, it's not, it's the, um, it's or detecting is- for diabetes. Isn't it? The oh, right. It's, the, it's a glucose. It's a blood, blood glucose, pressure. right? Yeah, exactly. I can do the blood pressure. They've they've done that for a few generations. But yeah, it's the everyone is waiting for them to bring out the way of monitoring your blood sugar levels. Right. That's what I meant. And yeah. I expect part of the problem is that they could they could do it, but actually it wouldn't get the sort of um the it wouldn't have the it wouldn't do it well enough. You know, like if people are relying right. on this really working, then the only way is to basically pinprick and get a sample of blood, you know? Yeah, there was a report recently that said that the glucose monitoring was able to, was not able to provide hard data numbers, but only provide like an estimation of levels. As soon as you start like guessing that kind of data, then your people could die. You know, right, you that, that's the problem. Yes, yes. You can't. That, they can't be producing this on a, a watch just because people are calling it, and it's not real, really testing your blood at all. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't know how much you. One of the medical features in a recent Apple Watch, I remember there was a dispute about this that it wasn't, it wasn't medical grade accuracy they were providing, and they got out of this by essentially classifying the apple watch it, it was something like they classified it as a as a toy or something they, they we, oh, that's that's overdoing it but there was there there was a um a threshold of accuracy that was required of, of one category of device that you would think it was like medical accessory right, or whatever right. and and you had to they, they had to reclassify it as something else because they couldn't reach that threshold of accuracy yeah um and they're bumping up against this because they want it to be seen. They clearly want it to be seen as a as a medical um, accessory because mm-hmm. they're because they're pushing on all these areas of sort of life saving. You know, they've explicitly said that the Apple Watch is a life saving device. They always have their letters from people whose lives have been saved. It isn't actually medical grade. So, yeah. but then you know they're they're not claiming to do glucose yet, and I just think that's why like it's no, not moving true. further right. forwards because. There are limitations, like you say, Roman. It's like there's only so far you can go with what is possible with a non-invasive device. Right. There is definitely a big market of people buying the watch for health reasons and people buying oh, them yeah. for their parents because oh, yeah. they're worried about the feeling. And, and, yeah, sure, you know, they have an atrial fibrillation and stuff like that, you know. Lots of people are getting it because of that. Yeah. So it's like where it used to be all about fitness tracking it's definitely become the thing to have because you're scared you're going to die of all this yeah. <laughs> and like the car crash detection and things like that but then of course you had all that um last summer there were all those things about people being on um fairground rides weren't there 
was calling the, yeah. the ambulances not for them. <laughs> when I first started wearing Apple Watch, I was kind of like David, where I was like kind of not necessarily obsessive, but I was very mindful about closing the ring. And then two or three times I didn't close the rings and I realized, or I think I always knew, but it, I finally was convinced that there's no consequence to not closing the rings. I mean, I guess there is a consequence in terms of my health and things like that. You know what I mean? But like uh -huh. the Apple Watch wasn't going to like shock me or punish me or chide me if I didn't close the ring, right? The new feature of the Apple Watch needs to be, it gives you electric shocks if you don't close your rings, basically. Yeah. So then I was kind of like, oh, right. It's okay if I don't close the rings. So then it became not necessarily my excuse, but the motivation to wear the watch all the time kind of went away. And I started wearing it less and less because closing the rings became less important to me. And the other features that I used it for wasn't as compelling because I could always just take my phone out and do this a similar thing. Do they have like a social aspect to the rings? Do they, do you see other people, like other people in your sort of social network and where they yeah, are with you it? Can, you can do that. Yeah. So for a while, so me and Dominic, um, who works with me and Karen in the UK office, um, we were we were friends on Apple Watch. And Lewis as well, actually. But me and Dominic used to really compete, and you could you could set up competitions. And I think it was I think it lasted a week. This competition I once had with Dominic, and we both maxed out the amount of calories you could do each day for a week because we 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 both got really macho and stupid about it. And it was actually really effective. I mean, now I think about that, that would have been after I stopped caring about the rings. So that one. Yeah, it did work, and by nobody else seems to care about it anymore now. So Dominic hasn't challenged me to another competition, so I've gone really um, lazy again. So it's yeah. a fad, like, you know, like everyone was doing Pokemon Go a right. few years ago, and like, everyone's forgotten about it. Oh, Karen, Karen, my my son still does Pokemon Go. He loves it. <laughs> For some people, the fads never die. So there must be people out there who are uh, still doing the Apple Watch rings, and they're like, oh, "I've got to get my twelve hours of standing in." I was at a point where when I first realized you could actually exceed the ring and I was like, oh, wait, I can make overlapping rings, essentially. Like, you know, if you do, if you exceed the calories burned, your your ring kind of overlap. It, <laughs> it, it doesn't just close, yeah. but it keeps going. So I was like, oh, I can like make overlapping rings and went through <laughs> a phase of trying to overlap my rings as much as possible. I think well, I would have just used what know. I needed to do in order to do that. <laughs> yeah. Get to 500 calories exactly. And they're like, well, I'm going to lie there for the rest of the day. No more. <laughs> right, no more. I have closed my rigs. My day is done. <laughs> I stood up enough. <laughs> I'm going into a coma now. Because, and... <laughs> of course, yeah, but the other thing the watch will do is it will tell you if you're washing your hands for long enough. I was also really into that when that time, when that wash your hand timer came. And then I was kind of like, oh, if I'm a second short, that's not a big deal anymore. It's just. Well, if the, if the watch had <laughs> electrocuted you for not washing your hands for long that's enough. Right. No, that's what I need. I need that feature. What we need is a little spike in the back of it that can be used. <laughs> it can have double purpose for spiking you if you do naughty things and for measuring blood sugar. Absolutely. Like a little. 
You should patent like that idea, David. <laughs> yeah, spike. It's directly yeah. into your arm. So, David, what what is the most compelling feature of the Apple Watch? Even though we may maybe we've already talked about that, talked about it, but I just kind of want to bring it out to the forefront a little bit for people who are still so, deciding. So, of the Apple Watch or of the Apple Watch Series Nine specifically? Uh, why don't we talk about Apple Watch Series Nine specifically? The battery life, I suppose. Um, okay. Is that really a feature? I mean, that's the biggest. That's the biggest upgrade from the Series Eight. I mean, it's, so it's probably the only upgrade from the Series Eight that most people will even notice, to be honest. Which is a bit of so a, you know, one of the things that one of the things that came out of our conversation at the weekend with this person who was talking about getting a watch for their child was that he wanted the kid to wear it all day and all night, and obviously that's not an option if your watch is going to run out of battery. And also, I said to, I was saying, you know, the, what you want, like my advice was that what you want to find is a watch that will charge to full capacity as quickly as possible. So the time you take it off and when you get up and go and get washed and dressed and everything else and then put it on, you want it to be charged. So how long does it take an Apple watch to charge like from zero to full? Is it uh, one of those like cause with the watch, with the phones, it's like they'll do sort of, I don't know, 50% in 35 minutes or something. I can't, I can't remember the actual figures, but what is it with the watch? Because that surely that's a big deal. Because if people want to be able to wear it for nearly 24 hours, how long will it take them to charge it? So it says here, it says it takes one and a half hours to get to 80%, the Apple Watch, and then two and a half hours to get to 100%. So that last 20% is taking an hour. So it's yeah. like it's triple yeah. charging it at that. So if you are charging it overnight, it will go to 100%. You know, the Series 4 is how many years old now? So it's that battery life isn't uh, the battery health isn't the same as it used to be. I'm really interested. How about how is the processor holding up? Does it does it seem still fast? Because I've, well, I've never reviewed an Apple Watch and been able to tell it was too slow. Because it's it's always. I mean, it it feels fast enough to me. The the only th- when I do wear it, it's usually when I know I'm going to go for like a long walk or something like that, when I know I'm going to be somewhat active. Uh, but like, like right now, sitting here doing the podcast, I didn't put on the watch and I didn't even think about putting the watch on. But when, I, when I'm going to go out and do something that I know that might get my heart rate up or, you know, is, is more, much more, requires more activity than usual, or if I'm going to do a lot of steps, like say, I'm going to, go downtown and I know I'm going to be walking around a lot because I'll take publication, public transportation or something. I'll wear my watch to track my steps. But just in general, I don't put it on. So in terms of the processor, it feels fine to me. Uh, it doesn't feel too slow. It's definitely an improvement over the original Apple Watch. So I've worn the original Apple Watch and then I got the Series 4. And then I haven't upgraded since then. I was thinking about upgrading this <laughs> pass to the Series 9, but then I was kind of like, ooh, the Series 10 is coming out soon. That's kind of a <laughs> quote-unquote landmark product, you know, because that's the is anniversary. It? Well, I don't know. It's It'll, you know, because it's a 10, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe it'll be a landmark product. I don't know. Like the iPhone 10 was. Is it really? It isn't even really a landmark anniversary because that that marks like nine 
and a half years since the first one came out. It's only it'll only be ten years since some sort of regulatory announcement or something. Because it's it's if you think about it, it's it's series ten, but there's only been nine years since right. the first one. Anyway, right. I'm just well, I'm not convinced, I mean, and I'm, this is one of my obsessions. I think we always think that the next one is going to be the one that's really exciting because we thought this when we were looking at the series eight. We were like, yeah, but the series nine is going to be really good. It's not. <laughs> They're always small. They're always iterative. Um, this is what I think the way you've done it to go from series zero to series four. That's a nice jump. That is a good jump, particularly because in the early days, each generation was actually quite substantial. But series four to series nine you would see an improvement. That would be exciting. Right, you see, the right. problem I have is I'm jaded and I review it every year. And the last sort of four or so have all been, like, like you said, Karen, I think the, the always on display, that was the last significant upgrade. What was that, Series 5 or something like that? Since then, it's just been, oh, it's got a new chip, which is actually the same chip. This year we have got a new processor, but it still doesn't feel any faster than this supposedly three-year-old chip that the Series 8 had. So there's no real benefit right now. The battery life is better, but in every other way, it just feels exactly the same as the Series 8. And, and the, you know, the double tap. You have got the double tap thing, which neither of you have asked me about, and I don't blame you because it's not very exciting either. But... <laughs> But you're going from Series 4 to Series 9, now you're talking. You're going to get a whole bunch of new stuff. It's going okay. to be brilliant. It's going to be so exciting for you. Okay. <laughs> I, I wish I was in a position to have this excitement. So people who had a, a 4 or a 3 or anything other than that who were jaded by it because it, you couldn't tell the time without lifting your arm and all of these things, it's time to <laughs> get over that and yeah. Uh, yeah, yes. join the, the revolution. I, to be honest, I, I would even go as late as five or six. It's mm-hmm. just the last few. If you're on, if you're on a seven or an eight, forget about it. It's, sure. You're not going to notice the difference. I was just thinking of one thing that I can see happening to me if I had the watch. So you talk about you know this sort of need to fill in your rings and and the sort of desire to kind of like do whatever how many steps you're supposed like your ten thousand steps a day or whatever. I think I would get very very quickly. A lot of uh, like paranoia from watching my heart rate and things like that. I think there's that there's the danger with something that can be used for health monitoring that you get really bogged down in the. Oh, I feel a bit weird. I better just check my heart rate and see if you know, like that kind of like yeah. it's ideal for anyone who's a bit of a. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. delight. You know? Because you can watch and be like, oh, my, my heart rate's gone a little bit low. Or, you know, that's a good excuse not to go out. <laughs> I have had a little so, bit like that. So I, I, I don't know if you remember, I, I never have caffeine of any kind because I mm-hmm. want to make sure I can sleep well. And once I was very poorly and I was having these flu capsules and I didn't realise I had caffeine in it. Uh, and I and I, I may it's possible that I was taking them more often than I was supposed to because I, I thought oh this isn't working I have some more of these lovely pills mm. I didn't realize I was therefore massively overdosing on caffeine and I never have caffeine normally so I I genuinely thought I was having a heart attack and I asked Charlotte to um take me to the hospital and she said <laughs> I was being silly and what but I yeah I I was doing all the tests and then I was checking my heart rate and I was like oh it's fine. it looks like it's got quite hard quite fast I think I am you know and you can get into that loop of over monitoring I I I completely agree like I like my friends have um a, um 
a smart meter for their electricity. And and the guy in that household, he's constantly going around telling people, oh, I don't think you should be watching television because look, you've just used up an extra five joules of electricity. And you can you can overdo it, I think. Yeah. Um you can go a bit paranoid. Exactly is exactly the word. And anyone who already, you know, is inclined towards that kind of behavior is going to become even more so, aren't they? Yeah. (laughs) But then someone like that is probably more likely to buy it because they'll go, Oh, I should probably Right. I should probably check, shouldn't I? Should yeah. have that on me at all time. Um, oh, it is that that fear factor with your parents or whatever, isn't it? It's that oh, we better get them one because if they fall over, then we're not going to know. And so. and that's exactly what Apple is, is yeah, is um, tapping into with that marketing. Yeah. I, I don't think that's unreasonable to be honest. I mean, I, I'll be I'd be lying if I didn't if I didn't admit that I have considered it for my parents um, who were who are that sort of age. Um, and it, and it is a worry, and they and Apple are really clever um, at just like just planting a seed and going, oh, you know, what if uh, what if there was a car crash? What if you had a fall? What if you didn't realise you had um, what was the phrase you used, Karen? Atrial fib- fibrillation. You know, um, yeah. it, it, these are all things. What if you were walking on a mountain and there was no signal? <laughs> yeah, I've never been on a mountain. I've never been on a mountain. But I was like, oh yeah, really good point. Yeah, what if I was on a mountain? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't really go for the positive aspects anymore, do they? They don't really go, oh, it'll make your life fun. They just go, no, it will save you from bears. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Air detection, yeah. I need. Air detection. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have bear detectors already built into our bodies, Karen. I think that's just pain. <laughs> I feel like I haven't really persuaded either of you, and that concerns me. I know you're a little bit jaded about it. David, but I, I actually feel like a little more motivated now to get the new Apple Watch. I still feel like I want to wait till for the 10, but I'm a little more persuaded now because actually you saying that the jump from four to nine is a, is, is a more impactful change that kind of clicked in my head. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. about it a little it. more seriously now. So yeah, I, th- I think that was one of the main issues. And because we all review these Apple products, like I review Macs, and so I see every new generation of Mac, and uh, it's the same thing. It's like, well, yeah, if if you had the last three generations of Mac, you don't need to upgrade. I mean, it's an expensive proposition. Why Why upgrade from just a three-year-old machine, so to speak? But beyond that, it's it's worth an upgrade and the funny thing is i didn't apply that to my apple watch thinking so so yeah it mm-hmm. is, so it is a much more compelling uh idea to upgrade to a series nine although i, I still think maybe like they'll come out with a landmark 10 watch like in the shape of an x or something and something <laughs> dramatic and titanium what do you, what do you mean what do you want from the next generation of well, watch? See, that's the what thing. We, what I don't even know what I want from my Apple Watch. I'm not even sure what I want from it. The notifications thing I actually I, I would probably would be very handy for me. But yeah, that is a good point. I maybe I should sit there and think. Okay, what do I want from this device? Is what is being offered now fulfilling, or you know, would fulfill what I want from? this device so that's a good that's a good point i think i'd be more you summed it up at the start roman like right at the start of this you said is it that the apple watch has reached an end point is that it's 
about as good as that as that product can ever be. I think that's a really good point. That maybe at this point the smartwatch can't get significantly better. It can be tweaked, it can be fine-tuned, the screen can get a bit brighter, the battery life can get a bit better. But you're not going to get maybe you're not going to get any transformative changes anymore because it's it does what a smartwatch does. And we might have got to that with smartphones as well. So that's you know that's why we're looking ahead to Vision Pro and new kinds of products. Is the Apple Watch going to get significantly better next year? I don't know that it is. Can it? I mean, this is a whole different different uh, subject and a whole different discussion, but is the Apple Watch Ultra really the future of the series, regular series watch? Do you know what I mean? Does- oh, no, no, no. I, I used the Ultra for, um, I reviewed it. And I reviewed used it for maybe two months, something like that. Yeah. And it it just doesn't fit into um the life of a lazy suburban middle-aged man. You know, it's just um That's you me. have to have a particular you have to right. have a particular lifestyle. I, I thought I was thinking about this a lot in the review, and the series nine in that standard Apple way is now officially the best Apple watch Apple has ever made. And I and I briefly i thought do i should have put a caveat in for the ultra but it isn't really because the ultra yes it has better battery life and it has an extra button and you know but it it makes it makes sacrifices it's not just better it's different it's niche it's Mm. only for particular people it's uncomfortable it's bulky it's really expensive it's it's weird looking it's you know i like it i like the ultra but it's not the future of, of a mainstream so someone who was thinking, I want the best watch, doesn't need to go out and buy the Ultra because the Ultra probably isn't for them. The Ultra is for people who are like fanatical about diving and mountaineering. Right. The mm-hmm. Apple 9 is for ordinary people who want a good product. I think so. Like, So I remember in the 80s, there was a, a, a fashion for diving watches and people were wearing diving watches right. as fashion watches. And I don't really remember if diving watches in the 80s were quite as bulky as Ultra is, but maybe they were. Maybe people genuinely were like, I don't mind that this gets caught on the sleeve of my jumper. I, you know, Maybe that's what people are okay with, as long as it looks really cool um, and has really advanced features. And that is arguably true of the Ultra. I mean, I, as I said, I, I think it looks, it's a slightly odd looking product, but in a, in a kind of a cool way. So I, I, I know a guy who bought the Ultra he he got a semi good deal on it, um, but he just wears it as a lifestyle watch. And I didn't want to say anything, but I was like, I don't know if that was the right choice because that still cost you a lot more than a Series Eight. It would have been at the time, mm-hmm. and it's not really that kind of a watch. But I mean, it, it's it's fashion wear, isn't it? So it's personal taste. Hope he's not listening. Uh, well, <laughs> I've not said his name, so he has no idea. Uh, you have deniability. It's one of my, it's one of my dad friends. So, uh, yeah, I don't think he watches or listens <laughs> to podcasts. Anyway, it's fine. So David's full review of the Apple Watch Series 9 is on Macworld.com. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes if you're interested in uh, reading that. That does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 865. Thanks to Karen Haslam. Thanks to David Price. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast and the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com. 
or contact us through X, that's at Macworld, or on threads, that's at Macworld underscore HQ, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.